on today's episode. Everyone plays football from the wealthy kids down to the kids that live on the street. I pulled the goalkeeper out of goal, put the reserve keeper in. I said, look, you go up top, just do a job for me. It goes with bags of hat trick. The biggest thing here is shouting four. If a golf ball is going towards another group, you have to shout four. They don't do it. I'm David Bevis and you're listening to Mexico Over the Wall, a podcast about Mexico from the other side. First off, a big thank you to Karen Allen, Jeff Nemick and Laura Savala for their kind comments about the podcast. Getting feedback from listeners really helps me keep going with this project. The next guest is the last one I interviewed before the coronavirus lockdown. So here's a little snapshot of life before isolation. I'll let him introduce himself. Jason Pottage and I'm a teaching golf professional and fitness instructor slash spinning instructor. How did you end up in Mexico? Well, uh, I was working on cruise ships before and I ended up meeting somebody on the cruise ship who became my wife and then became my ex-wife. So uh, I moved here because of somebody. That was the r- real reason. And wh- where are you living in Mexico? I'm in Querétaro. Lovely city. I love it here. Right. What, what do you like about Querétaro? Just the city. It's very calm. Like, if you compare it to Mexico City, it's... Like, I don't mind going to Mexico City for, like, a couple of days, but I could never see myself living there unless it was a huge opportunity. But Querétaro is a lot more calm. There's a lot happening. There's a lot to do. So, yeah, it's no, I love it. And the weather's perfect here. There's no smog. You don't get much rain. How, how long have you been living there? I've been here for now five and a half years. Come September, it'll be six years. What did you find... Uh most difficult when you first came to Mexico? Definitely language. I do my best and I've got all my friends that are always making fun. They're saying I'm lazy. They're like, you're just not doing it because you don't want to. And it's like, it's not that. I find language is difficult. I try. Like when I go to the doctors or if I'm in the supermarket, they understand what I'm asking for, whether I'm saying it correctly or not. But having a full-blown long conversation with someone that's difficult for me. Have you taken lessons or do you or you just try and pick it up as you go? I've never taken lessons, no. I, From the, the family I, I was involved with here, um, they used to try and help me with stuff and then it's become with friends. And even now, it's what's really funny. Some of the kids I teach golf to, they correct me on things that I say. And they don't do it in a bad way, actually. Like, they don't make, they don't, they don't make fun. Uh, I used to have a soccer academy here before I had started in the golf. The golf came later into Mexico. And I had it like 100 kids at one point. And uh, they used to make fun of me. and But it was good, good banter. You said you have a, a golf academy. How did you start up doing that? Well, golf has been in my family all my life. My dad's a golf PGA professional in Germany. He's been doing that 35 plus years. So I, I grew up playing golf and I grew up playing golf. Uh, I'm from Lancashire. I'm from a place called Chorley in Lancashire. So I, I grew up playing in Chorley Golf Club and I started playing competition golf from the age of 11, 12, all the way to 
17, 16, 17. And then when college and university came in, I stopped. That was when I started going towards more the fitness industry. And I broke away from golf for a period. The last couple of years, two or three, two and a half years, I started playing again, getting my game back. And people started asking me for tips and advice. From there, I started doing my qualification with a company in the US called the PGTAA, the Professional Golf Teaching Association of America. Just saw that there's so much potential with golf. The, the professionals here, I uh, hope they don't listen to this, but the professionals here are not uh, proper professionals. There's a few that are, are PGA qualified, but a lot of them are just caddies. They don't know how to teach techniques. They don't know how to help them. So there's a lot, so much potential here. There's a few. There's a few English professionals here. I know. I don't know their names, but I have heard of. There's a few here, so I know I'm not the only one. Are there, are there many in Carretero, or are you the only one in Carretero? There used to be another one, uh, a good friend called Gavin. Uh, he left a year ago. Actually, he moved back to the UK. He'd been here for 15 years. He'd moved around Mexico, but he was Irish. He, he's the one that kind of guided me in the right in this direction as well. He helped me how to attract people and stuff like that just before he left. And yeah, no, I'm the only one in Caretro. There's another Spanish guy, another European here in Caretro. But English speaking, and they get their lessons in English as well. A lot of people like that because the terminology in golf is English. What advice could you give to, to someone who's thinking of coming to live in Mexico? I definitely advise doing it. I don't regret making the decision, even though I, you could say that I'm now alone. Uh, do I regret the decision of making the commitment? No, because I was 24 at the time and you've got to live your life. You've got to take these opportunities. And I think at any age you can come to this country. There's a big community, a big British community in Mexico, not just in each city, they're in the whole of Mexico. A lot of people support you. There's a lot of friendly people. Yeah, there's there's a lot of bad press. All my friends make fun all the time in the UK. They're like, oh, so what's like what the narco's like and what, what's the drugs and stuff? I'm like, well, not be funny. Manchester's 30 minutes down the road. If you go to Salford, walk down the city street, what you've got a knife in your throat or <laughs> well, it can go anywhere in the world and these things happen. It's just more public here. I definitely would recommend it. A lot of people like to go to the beach. Obviously, me being in Caretro, I'm in the center. But the weather's perfect. It's nice. And I would recommend anyone to do it because different culture. What things do you like about living in Mexico? I love the food. Uh, pastor, gringas, uh, my favorite. I love pastor because like, I'm a big meat lover. And that's, another, that's, a, that's a big thing. The restaurants here that sell meat, the meat usually... I know there's specific places like in uh, Sonora, there's the meat's meant to be like the best meat. But in general, the meat is just tastes so much nicer here than it does back in the UK. My mum came to visit. She would, she couldn't believe how, how juicy the meat was and it was so well cooked. And yeah, no, she, she loved it. And that's one of the things food-wise. The salsas. I'm, I'm not afraid of spicy foods, so hot salsa, always put it on. What do you do in your free time? Well, free time, I play golf with my friends, which I'm doing even though I'm working it most of the time. I was playing football a lot uh, when I was here because I used to play, I've grown up playing football all my life. Uh, it's only the last year I haven't because I've got a meniscus injury. 
watching football, playing football. It's all sports related. Really, everything I do is, is sports. What's your opinion of Mexican football? Terrible. When it comes to the standard, it's awful to what it's awful. I am a big I've become a big supporter and a big fan of Leon. Uh first team I watched, first team I followed really, and I try not to miss any of their games. I'm the same way I am with Newcastle United, which is the team I support in England. And uh but just the standard, the level, how slow the game is. It's and there's some quality players here. They just get overlooked. Uh, but a lot of the games here are so predictable. Whereas if you look at Europe, it's not like that. That's what I think the difference is. Why do you think that is? Well, you look at the quality of the leagues. You look at Premier League, you look at La Liga, you look at the Serie A, the money that's involved for one, which attracts bigger, better players. There's no money here. I think Caretaro have only been the ones really with the biggest name, having Ronaldinho here five years ago. And I remember that because... It was actually four years ago because I I was all, I went to games to watch him play. Obviously, it was to watch Ronaldinho, but he didn't even he didn't even care about the games. He was so lazy on the field. He don't, I never saw him leave the centre circle. He was just happy to pick up his paycheck and go out partying every weekend, which is what happened. You, you used to always hear about him being in every single nightclub most nights of the week, but the main difference is the money that's involved and. I think maybe the, um, the style of coaching, the style of play, uh, the physicality, that's something I struggle with personally playing here. Touch someone and they're falling over screaming and I get yellow card for it. So it's more more dramatic, I guess. A lot more dramatic, definitely a lot more dramatic. Like, there, there has been games I've watched that have been like, oh my God, this is really, this is a good game and it's going to go out well. But whereas in, like, in the Premier League or... The Serie A, well, I can't even say Serie A, but the Premier League, you can watch any game and you can't really predict what's going to happen. You look you look at the recent games of, uh, obviously Liverpool have been on fire recently and they lose last week. Like They've been on fire. This month, they've been awful. They've been knocked out of the Champions League today. Been knocked out of the FA Cup this month and they've been... It's like they've been beaten by teams that you wouldn't have expected them to lose against. Whereas in Mexico, you can say for sure teams are going to beat a specific other team. America beat most teams. Is that because of the amount of money? Yeah. Well, that's, that's, they're the team with the most money in the league. Them, Monterrey. I think they're the two teams with the most money. Pachuca and Leon closely followed because they have the same owner. Uh, well, same family owner. Like this, it's the same family, but two different people in the family that own the clubs. But and I think the owner of Leon is uh, one of the richest, either the richest men in Mexico or richest men in the world. I'm not sure. The atmosphere in the stadiums is good. I always tell anyone who comes to visit Mexico, go to a game at least. Maybe not watch it on TV, but go to a game because the atmosphere is amazing. Why? Why is that? Do you think? So much passion. Football in this country is huge. And a lot of people express themselves with football. It was why I actually, when I came here, I first opened a football academy because it was like I had my qualification level one and two. Uh, I got involved with a team for a year and then I set up myself. 
and it's just so many there's just so many teams here everyone plays football from the wealthy kids down to the kids that live on the street and that's what i tried to open the door to i had like scholarships for the kids that couldn't pay to come to the academy so to give them a chance honestly they were sometimes the better players they were the stronger the talents but because of where they come from they don't get opportunities here they don't they don't it's not uh, it's not the same as Europe where kids can be found in their academy or get picked up and they have scouts. Scouts don't go and watch here, really. They do try, They just do trial days and you have to pay to go to the trial day most of the time and these other kids can't pay to do that. So that's why maybe it affects the quality of the, the football in general, would you say? Uh, it's They don't have the attraction or they're not looking in the right places. Scouting system is is not right. One thing, I'm not sure if the rule's still in place, but in Mexico, I think they only allow four foreign players in the team or on the field at a time. I, I like that rule, actually, because I think that's good for the national team. Uh, it would be good for England to do something like that because the amount of foreigners that we have playing in the Premier League now, but at the same time, we, don't, we lose a lot of money because people go to watch these bigger players. So that's where the, the balance is and the way it works. But the scouting system's wrong. A lot of players don't get uh, don't get picked up. I had three players go to play for Querétaro. One went to Pumas. So I had four in the two years that I had the academy. I had four players that left me, which actually was a good number. I was happy with that. Uh, what I know, one of them is still playing with Pumas. In fact, he's the captain now. Uh, he was a goalkeeper when he first came to me and I turned him into a striker which was a, a big change uh, it was a one game we needed a striker because one of the players got injured and I had the reserve goalkeeper so I pulled the goalkeeper out of goal put the reserve keeper in and I said look you go up top just do a job for me goes and bangs, goes and bags a hat trick where's this come from next day next time at training he's like I think I want to try playing up front. I'm like, yeah, but you're my you're my main man in goal. He's like, please. So he ended up uh, getting scouted as a striker. So yeah, no, it's good. Good good feelings working with kids and doing it's the same with golf. I work with a lot of kids now with golf, and it's always a good feeling seeing them progress and move forward. Do they have a lot of uh, trouble following the rules? Yes, they do. But that's where caddies come in here. Every every caddies in Mexico are popular, so caddies always helping, especially the juniors, even the adults, because most of the adults here don't even know the rules. This isn't just aimed at the kids. I I openly speak to everybody every day. You shouldn't be doing that. You need to do. You need to do this. You need to do that. Compared to like in the UK, it's so much more laid back here. Rules are so a bent a lot more. <laughs> is the best way I can put it. Uh, how do you explain that that doesn't work in, in golf? They know who I am. They know that I'm the pro there, so they know if I tell them that they need to they need to do it. Like the biggest thing here is shouting four. If a golf ball is going towards another group, you have to shout four. They don't do it. They don't do it. And uh, repairing pitch marks on the green. Uh, I'm always finding pitch marks, and if I see someone not doing it, I'll go and tell them. And if I see them not doing it again, I'll tell them. And I'll always repeat myself until it gets into their head because they're only going to learn that way. But some people are very stubborn or they expect their caddies to do it. 
too reliant. There's a lot of, I think you'll know that in Mexico, a lot of people rely on other people. I've I've used the caddies here and it is a, it is a luxury because you don't have it. Like I say, you don't have that in the UK and it is a huge luxury having someone carry your bag for you around 18 holes and cleaning your clubs for you, uh, helping you with little things on the course. It just speeds up the play. Uh, and it's nice. It makes you feel good. It makes you feel like one of the pros on the TV. You don't, you don't, and that's the same for those amateurs, for the amateurs, it's the same. Like they, they like that feeling. What things don't you like so much about living in Mexico? I think there are dangers uh, here in Mexico. I think sometimes you've got to be careful about where you go uh, specific times. Uh, I've been in a few incidences here where uh, early mornings, two o'clock in the morning, this was a few years ago now, about four years. It was in my first year here. Um, me and my ex got held at gunpoint. Got, uh, like I say, that can happen anywhere in the country. Uh, anywhere in the world even it doesn't matter where you go I've travelled Thailand I've been to Hong Kong and you hear all Vietnam all the things that happen in those countries anything can happen to anyone at, at these points but you've just got to be more alert and more wary it's not not like when you're back in the UK you can have a 20 minute walk home from the pub at 2 o'clock in the morning and know nothing's going to happen to you or you're 95% sure nothing's going to happen to you Whereas here, it's the other way around. You've got to be more sure something could happen to you. That 5% is you getting home safe. So taking taking a taxi, not walking places. And that it shouldn't be like that. It shouldn't be like that. But it's the way this culture is here. But when it comes to like the Cancuns and Puerto Vallarta's, you don't have that problem. You can wander anywhere there. It's if you come into... Mexico City, Querétaro, or you go up north, Monterrey, places like that, you've got to be more careful. Okay. Um, is there anything else you'd like to, to add? Anything you'd like to plug or mention? I just recommend any, if anyone is thinking about coming here, uh give it a give it a show, give it a chance. I I have had thoughts of going back to the UK at some point. Um I've got my all my family are there and I've been here now, like I say, six years. I've had sort of, you could say, vacation. Uh, it's not 100%, but if anyone's never been here or if anyone's thinking of moving here, don't be scared of doing it. I'd say definitely do it. There's lots of opportunities. Being a foreigner here, work is not that difficult to find, especially even the basics of teaching English, even if your English grammar is bad. Talking from experience now. <laughs> You can still teach English to these guys because they have no, they don't know what proper English is. They just just teaching them basics, really, to start off with. Either they just know American English or they just know basic, very basic, and it's just progressing with that. Uh, but yeah, no, it's it's a different culture, different lifestyle. It is relaxed. People are nice. Never really come across anyone that's been rude they're very polite people here uh and especially again when you're foreign they really welcome you and they ask you where you're from whenever i i always just say manchester because it's easier because it's the closest place and they love it they're like oh chicharito do it do it don't don't miss out on the opportunity of being in mexico 
So, I was talking there to Jason Pottich, who lives in Querétaro. Check out the show notes at mexicooverthewall.com slash Jason Pottich for a link to his Facebook page. Over the course of this series, I'm going to be interviewing people from all over the place about their experiences of living in Mexico. If you live in Mexico and would like to take part, please get in touch by writing to feedback at mexicooverthewall.com. Please support the podcast by giving us a review, which you can do via mexicooverthewall.com slash apple for apple podcasts, slash stitcher for stitcher, or leave us a review via your favorite podcast provider. You can also support us with hard cash by sponsoring us on Patreon. One of the benefits of sponsorship is that you can get extended versions of these interviews. Go to patreon.com slash mexicooverthewall for more details. That's it for this episode. Hope you liked it. See you next time. <laughs>